0: My homily today. My homily today might be about half the length of a normal Sunday homily, so you've got that to be grateful for right off the bat. Up here, a prophet's reward. So today, Jesus is telling his apostles as they're about to be sent out the frame of mind that they need to have. So this is, if you're reading in the Matthew's Gospel, he's going to send them out now to go evangelize. And this is his coach's pep talk right before they head out. And he says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up his cross is not worthy of me. So imagine, think of your favorite football coach or baseball or basketball coach or coach from your life or whatever, telling you to get out there and play for the coach, and that your family, whatever that family is, doesn't matter as much as the coach. You don't matter as much as the coach. The reality is that almost like nobody would respond to that. Even even if the greatest of coaches, I think, You know, no coach, I'm not, you're not greater than my family and you're not greater than me and you're not greater than the whole team here. But that's how Jesus is speaking. And he's an anomaly in all of human history where he speaks like this and gets away with it. Other people do that and they would be like David Koresh, a cult leader who burns the house to the ground with everyone in it, or Jim Jones and poisons everybody sort of thing. But Jesus says that he gets away with it and his people actually live it. And it's really, truly astonishing. And the reason why they do is because they perceive that Jesus is the higher value, which is to say that he's God. And at this point, they're not quite sure that he is God, but they know that he's certainly greater than they are, and that he's greater than anything that they're aware of ever going before them on earth. And he seems, I mean, he's able to raise people from the dead and cure blindness and sickness, and his words are words of everlasting life and truth and life and light. And so this guy is like a super high value for them, like They don't know if he's God or not, but he's a super high value. And then they have to take that value and compare it to their own lives. And this is what's compelling them to go for it. Because this guy, Jesus, represents something to them that might just exceed their own family. Bishop Robert Barron, he's got this, uh, found this in the Magnificat yesterday. I'm going to read a little bit to you about this, and he speaks on this. Quote, instructing his disciples before sending them on mission, Jesus says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. One might imagine Mohammed saying, unless you love the revelation in the Quran more than your mother or your father... Or the Buddha saying, unless you reverence the eightfold path that I teach more than your own children. But neither of those figures, and I say it to their credit, would insist that his followers love him more than their nearest and dearest. Such a command would be for an ordinary human being the height of arrogance. It would be coherent and sensible if, and only if, the one who issued it were himself the highest good that which surpasses any value in this world. Once we understand who Jesus truly is, then we have a decision to make. If he is in person the supreme value, then we have to give our whole life to him. It's as simple and as deeply challenging as that. That once we realize he is God, the maker of the billions of galaxies and the stars and he has, alone possesses the power to bring us to heaven and to cast us into eternal darkness. That he alone can fill us in the darkness of our life. Then we realize he really is the higher value. Higher even than my own family. Which is unimaginable unless we're talking about God himself. So what is it that the apostles gained? By going out and placing Jesus first and foremost over their own lives. Over their own lives. What is it they're gaining? Well, the promise of heaven. And that's a real act of faith. I've got to believe that in order to give up so much for something I can't see yet. That's a real act of faith. But that reward is in the next life. What do they receive in this life? Or do they receive anything in this life? And what they receive in this life is an infusion of the virtues. And those virtues make their own life so much better. And the lives of others so much better because of them. And so, think of this. If you were homeless, you were homeless, you lived under a bridge, you had a shopping cart, and that was your life. But you had Jesus. You had the highest value. You had the pearl of great price and the Prince of Peace, then you might actually possess more than a billionaire with a mansion and an airplane and all the rest. You would possess wisdom and understanding, peace of mind, patience, perseverance, courage, strength, and hope. And the person who doesn't possess the highest value might not possess any of these things, And they run like a gerbil in a wheel, all stressed out and worried about things that are all going to pass away. And even your marriage and your children will pass away. Everything in this world is passing away. And so if you found the pearl of great price, if you found Jesus Christ, the highest value, if you found God in the flesh, then be willing to give yourself and your family to Him. Because He means no harm. He means only to take us to himself and to take our loved ones with us. And so this is a very challenging message to place Jesus first. First over our father and mother. First over our husband or our wife. First over our daughter or our son. First. It's so challenging unless he really is first. Unless he really is the highest of all values unless he really truly can give us more than everything else combined